I don't, I don't know how to start this, so I'm just going to kind of uh, jump right into it. If you haven't guessed by the title, uh, I really wanted to give myself some sort of challenge this weekend. Recently, I've been kind of feeling creatively exhausted, and that really surprised me because I haven't been creating much of anything recently. To combat this, I wanted to give myself a challenge because... I feel like I've hit this slump in my life where I really have the desire to create things, but every time I sit down to actually make something, uh, I've suddenly wasted three hours and then it's time to make dinner. Uh, And I I really can't describe to you that feeling of like uh, insignificance, I suppose, but really what it honestly is is just disappointment in myself for for being like this huge passion and desire to create things, whether that be music or podcasts or taking pictures or writing stories or, or just talking to people. Um, creating cr- creating stuff has always been a part of my life, and the, the stuff that I want to be creating right now are stories. And so I gave myself a challenge. Um, tomorrow is, is my Sunday, and... I, I want to start uh, and and finish a story tomorrow. Something that I, I've always had a really easy time with is like imagining worlds and thinking of like cool things that could possibly happen. But I have very, very little to no experience with actually writing something, making something compelling and, and stringing words together in such a way where, where, where people, the viewer, the listener think, wow, I want to listen to more of that. The closest I've ever come to that was really writing the uh, Know Nothing New Experience, or I suppose not, not that wasn't even writing. That was mostly just uh, kind of stringing or, or getting an idea of how I wanted the episode to look. Anyway, this is a bit of a long-winded rant uh, right now. But it is um, currently my Saturday, and I'm about to record an episode with Twitch. And and just before then, I wanted to make this commitment. Now that something's recorded, I feel like maybe I'll take it a little bit more serious. I want to document my uh, my progress, and then at the end, I'll probably include uh, the audio snippet for or whatever I created. Uh, and I hope it's not bad. A few caveats that I'm giving myself. Uh, I'm allowing myself no, no like distractions from tomorrow. So like as someone who's really only written one short story before, the only experience that I have with writing stories, uh, come from the books that I've read and the movies and TV shows that I've watched. I don't know how to structure a short story. I don't know, you know, the, the, uh, the hero's journey by heart. Uh, and I'm not going to let myself look that up. I'm not going to let myself look up any rules, and, you know, tomorrow at sunset, I'm going to give myself until dinner tomorrow. And whatever has been written is is what has to come out. So if it's bad, uh, I'm still going to record it and send it off into the world because uh, I think that failure is a big part of creation. And uh, if this is a failure, then, then let it be one. So uh, my name is Luke and welcome to my short story challenge.
it's currently um, 10 in the morning. I've wasted enough time this morning and hit snooze on my alarm enough time this morning uh, and checked Reddit enough times this morning that it's really time for me to uh, set, set down and get to work. My plan for this is to kind of each every two or three hours just uh, get my mic out and kind of update on the progress. The first update is kind of a continuation of what I said in bed this morning of uh, I really don't know what I want to write about. I think my biggest problem with writing a short fiction piece, which is what today's going to have to be if I'm going to be able to start and finish it in one day, is that uh, I have huge ideas. I have ideas for, you know, massive galactic empires rising and falling. I have this idea to write about the Fourth Revolution in France, which is this massive undertaking. Uh, I want to write about the First Crusade, which is, again, a massive undertaking, which, like, those stories are going to have to be written in very, very, very long form. And I'd like to try and kind of keep this story to maybe 4,000 words, which sounds like a lot. But when I start to write about, you know, the Fourth Revolution, I hit 4,000 words just describing scenery. So it's going to be interesting for me to try and wrap up a story in in the amount of times that it takes me to establish a a setting. Um and with that, I, like, I need to learn how to scale a story down. And that's kind of where my problem is, is because I have no idea what I even want to write about. I have a few, like, general purpose ideas uh, and just, like, an idea of how I want the story to feel, um, which isn't very happy, just as a just as a disclaimer. But what I think I'm going to do is is just, like, go through like my Pinterest feed and just click on an image and like write about it and and then just kind of let the story unfold from there. So if that's, you know, a picture of some people in the city, then it's probably going to be a little bit more of a grounded story. If it's, you know, a picture of a knight, then it it will be uh, a little more fantastical. Uh, if it airs on the fantasy side, I'm sorry if it sounds so much like Game of Thrones, but that's the only fantasy series that I know. Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna set the clock for two hours uh, and give you guys an update. Then, um, in in the meantime, here is some excellent transition music written by yours truly. Okay, update number one. It is now uh, noon. Uh, I've been writing for, I would like to be able to tell you two hours, when in reality it's probably about an hour and 15 minutes. I did spend a lot of time just kind of trying to, to think of something to write about. My idea for looking at like a Pinterest image was kind of a dud. Uh, I didn't actually end up doing that. I scrolled through Pinterest for like 15 minutes and was getting absolutely nothing. Uh, although I did see some some pretty cool images uh, on there. So so what I wound up doing was just uh, kind of 
just started with an idea. I started with one theme, which was lying, uh, and 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 literally just wrote down. Um, excuse me, I'm I'm pulling it up, and and literally I just wrote down lying came too easily to her, and and from there I was I just told myself, hey, just truck through, you'll find some footing, uh, and I really am very happy with what I've with what I've found from this. The story so far has has been very intriguing to me. Uh, I'm trying to keep things pretty simple, and I hope that I'm not establishing too much to chew on, you know, in 4,000 words. Right now I have uh, 1,120 words written, and I'm going to go take a break and eat some food. Uh, and then uh, as soon as I'm done eating, I, I want to come back and, and get right back into it. I'm trying to sit in this mood of mine. Uh, as predicted, the story is not very happy. Uh, I don't plan on it being a, a, a happy story by any means. But, um, yeah, it, it feels good. It, it feels really good to have done this. I'm, at this point in time, incredibly happy that I decided to make myself do this. Uh, here is yet another song written by yours truly uh, to kind of bridge the gap between this. And uh, I will see you guys at 2 o'clock. hours down uh three three hours of writing down and i'd like to think that i have about another three before i can really say that i'm i'm ready to put this to rest i don't know if i'm gonna let myself edit or revise maybe i'll give myself like one hour to to edit and revise and and just go back and listen to what i've i've, I've written or just see like does this make sense or are there is there a bleeding you know plot hole somewhere in the middle or or is it you know too many themes to explore in a four thousand word story i don't know how much of that i'd be able to change but it would be nice to to call that out in the beginning that i noticed it if that's the case so uh, i'm gonna walk away now from the from the story for an hour i'm gonna go do something and just kind of let it sit think about something that that maybe i want to write about uh or, or other things that, that I that I want to have happen. I have the end written. I have the end completely written and done. The The last couple of paragraphs came to me, and I, I wanted to get them down, and I'm, I'm very happy with how the story ends. Um, now it's just a matter of kind of getting what I currently have up to that point, uh, and hopefully it's, it's satisfying, and hopefully it's good. Um, but... Yeah, that's that's kind of my biggest update. I don't know if you can tell as as these updates get a little less verbose that I'm kind of writing myself out of words. <laughs> but I've been typing up quite a frenzy. Uh, as of noon, I think I had 1,100 words written. And um, I am now up to 2,533. So I've got just under 1,400 words to work with. And I, I honestly think I'll be just under 4,000 if I had to guess at this point. Uh, I could be surprised by that for sure, but I'm thinking, you know, 38 to 3,900 words should be about the, the, the actual amount that I get. Then I'm going to do an hour of revision. 
And that's going to just be like a straight, like I'm going to set a clock for 60 minutes and whatever I get done in that amount of time is however much revision I get. So whether that be, you know, cleaning up commas and grammar or actually just making sure the story is solid, um, whatever, whichever I'm kind of feeling like in the mood. Then I'm going to read it to you guys, and then that's going to be the that's going to be it for this episode. And so uh, I hope actually what I'm going to do the next update that you're going to get is just this, a very brief, like I'm done. Here's how I feel about it. Then uh, I'll jump right into reading it. So there will be no break here. I'm just going to you know magically edit to myself you know three hours from now when I have finished writing and just kind of hear my final thoughts on it. Then there'll be a break, and then I will read it, and hopefully it isn't garbage. Um, so jumping ahead in time in three, two, one. God, I'm excited to be three hours from now. It is now six o'clock. Uh, I have been writing today for um, six hours, uh, consecutively for six hours. Arguably, I've been working on the story for, for closer to eight, but um, it, here we are. We're at the end. Uh, Allie and her doldrums is what I named it. And uh, about, you know, halfway through my editing and revi- revision hour that I gave myself, I kind of realized that this is, you know, it's 10 pages on Google Docs. And that would take a very long time for me to actually like read you the full story. So what I think I'm going to do is just kind of read the beginning, then give you a synopsis, and then read the end. Uh, and and just to kind of, I don't know, get it out there or something like that at least. Even if to just prove to myself that I actually did this. <laughs> uh, it, it feels really good to kind of put it to rest. The story itself... I'm proud of, but I, I'm not like blown away by it. You know what I mean? Uh, I think if you give yourself an hour or excuse me, if you give yourself six hours to do something, uh, like, you know, write a story and edit the story and, and revise the story and finalize the story, you really do have to lower your expectations. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I was so excited to do this in the first place was because I feel like I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to certain things where I would either rather do it perfect to begin with or not even try. Uh, and I, I, I don't know if the podcast is the best example of that because I'm in charge of editing it. And recently, editing has been very time-consuming, so I just kind of throw the podcast episode up. But most things that I try, I really do um, follow that that belief of mine of, of hard-stuck perfectionism. And today was my way of getting out of that because there's just no way that you can write a perfect 4,000-word story in that short of amount of time. It, it's unrealistic, and, and I was not the first person to break that. Alienor Doldrums is a story that I'm proud of, but a story that, that is, is going to stop today. Uh, I think it made sense to me to put this all to rest in one day, which is why I'm also committed to, to getting the podcast out today. I want this whole whole thing, this whole story to be wrapped up in, in one day and then put that to rest. It's already ignited so much creativity for me, and I'm looking forward to kind of 
I don't know, taking this and, and running with it. But uh, for the time being, um, that's that's it. There are some, as a whole on the story, There, are, there's a lot that I'm really proud of. Um, I think that I... I surprised myself for sure when when it came to the actual writing. What I really did ultimately was just let myself write what I was thinking at the time and then kind of tried to do what make what made sense. My biggest issue is again scale. Uh, I feel like this story belongs in a book instead of in ten pages. There's a lot uh, of of themes that are expressed here between. Uh, lying and fantasizing and wishing that you were someone else, um, and and between that, there are all these other like characters who 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 meet the main character today, and that's there's just so much there that I didn't really feel great about how I wrapped it up because I think I was still you know expanding toward page nine, and then suddenly I had to Game of Thrones it all and and get it all finished in in one page the final word count was uh 4607 words so i i uh, went a little over my 4000 word cap but it was it was necessary for me to at least get to uh, a point where i was okay with stopping all that to say i i think overall i give like the experience of writing this uh the perfect 10 while i give the story itself maybe a five or six. Um, but uh, what I'll do is I'll read the first page and then, like I said, just kind of give a, a synopsis of the rest of the story and then read the last page because I do really, I, I like how the, the story ends and I think it wraps it up into a nice bow. So without further ado, uh, here here's what six hours of labor proved to do. Allie and her... Oh, jeez. I can hear myself twice. One second. One second. <clears throat> anyway. Allie and her doldrums. Created by Luke Westcott. Lying came too easily to her. When Allie first started, she didn't even view it as lying. She was simply telling her truth. There was no use in telling the real truth when it was so bleak, so gray, so dull. Life was boring. Allie was boring. But Aiden, Aiden was exciting. A rainbow, an extrovert, a rich extrovert, who read books and liked wine and wore expensive clothes. Aiden didn't worry about rent. Allie couldn't buy car insurance. Aiden had a premium plan. Allie liked Netflix and tugged at her love handles in the mirror as black makeup ran down her cheek like ink on a page. Aiden liked to go on long runs and vacationed in California and New York. Allie's hair was dirty blonde and matted. Aiden wore a top knot and flannels and skinny jeans. Allie wore athletic shorts with holes in them. Aiden had a boyfriend. Allie couldn't make most of her friendships last more than a month, let alone find love. Those were the easy lies. She told them to herself as much as she told them to her friends, co-workers, and passerbys. It branched, of course, from the daydreams. Aiden was created to fulfill Allie's curse of being born a woman. Not that there was anything wrong with most people being born female, but Allie felt like she was born on the wrong side of the fence. Aiden was her solution. 
He was everything that she wasn't, and in her head, Aiden was real. She talked to Aiden, and he came almost everywhere with her. Aiden was Allie's best friend, which was ironic, because Allie was certain she hated herself. She felt worthless, and yet there was something deep down that created someone who loved all of her parts. Simply put, Aiden was Allie's medicine on a bad day, and her champagne on a good one. Sometimes she let Aiden sink into her skin. Those days were her happiest. A rainbow came out in her. She saw Maine in different colors. The blue of the ocean at the pier suddenly sparkled and glowed. The wood that looked rotted to Allie looked matured to Aiden. Food tasted better. Music sounded better. Hearing the girl behind the Starbucks counter say, Aiden, when her coffee was ready, was the most natural thing in the world to her. But you're still Allie, Aiden had to remind her. And at the end of the day, when Allie's eyes were heavy and it was time for him to leave, it was true. I'm still Allie, she would oblige. And the world would return to gray again. She lied to her friends about her past, where she came from, and where she was going. She lied about Aiden, telling them he was real and the best friend she had ever had. She said that his family was her family, and that the two of them had been inseparable since birth. Online, she was Aiden fully. She was he, and he was happy. And this was Allie's life, a balance of lying and daydreaming. The intersection between them was getting fuzzy, she was losing track of the difference between a lie and a wish. Isn't that what a lie is, she would think? A wish? December in Maine was brutal. Allie worked up at the Portland Pier at Luke's Lobster. She took orders and white menus while Aiden was at home reading or traveling abroad. Work was the only place Aiden never stepped into. Allie refused to let him see her in a place like Luke's Lobster. The day dragged by. Allie spent most of it on her phone, scrolling through Instagram. Each post proved to her that every person in the world was living a more interesting life than her. There was pain there, for an instant, before Allie's stubbornness kicked in. Fine, keep your beach houses and group skiing trips and parties. She turned Luke's lobster into lots of things. A boat at sea, a spaceship, sometimes even turned it into other restaurants to make work feel more rewarding. And it worked. Just like Aiden, the lies and the daydreams made her day-to-day -day more colorful. She was nicer to customers when she felt like she was pretending it was a high-class restaurant. They said, I'll have the lobster with two orders of fries, but she heard, I'll have the filet mignon with your most expensive wine. So that's uh, kind of like the, f the first intro uh, of, the, of the story here, and I'm just going to kind of ramble through. Uh, the rest of these. So what happens next is uh, a group of uh, six people of like age to Allie kind of walk into the restaurant and they're here for lunch. And uh, they really catch her off guard because she's kind of just daydreaming and floating around in her own head. And they, like I said, they just kind of come in and and they're being rambunctious and loud, and Allie hates people her age, and she's, she's not really <laughs> getting along with them. But one of the kids says that he'd like to offer her something, that if she can tell a joke and make them all laugh, he'll raise her tip by 20%. And she is so socially awkward that in that moment she just goes numb. And there's a – it's just like she freezes up on the spot and, and, and can't think of anything to say at all, let alone a joke. The five other people who are sitting at the table, like, give this dude a really hard time. They're like, the fuck? Why would you – 
put her on the spot like that. And she walks away and like thankful for, you know, any excuse to leave because everyone's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry for him. And so she starts running into the back and one of the boys who is there calls after her and runs up and just starts chatting. And he's like, hey, listen, I know this is really uh, I know this is really weird, but, you know, we're, we were just trying to have a good time. And and uh, he says so. So she actually sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling, as you can tell, but. Uh, after a moment, she says, I'm sorry, I was weird. I have anxiety. And he cuts her off and says, you don't have to apologize or explain anything. I would have been just as overwhelmed if someone did that to me at work. He smiled his wide smile again, and some wall of alley built up fell down an inch, and the world seemed to turn a little less gray again, and a little more blue. Thanks for saying that, Allie said, and felt herself smiling. And she walked back to get the rest of their food, leaving the boy but taking the feeling he gave her. She goes into the back of the kitchen. She Googles the knock-knock joke, and uh, she comes back out, and, and while she's walking out, like, the chatter at the table stops, and the black-haired kid who, who like, called her out and asked her to make the joke is like, hey, I'm, like, so mortified that I did this, whatever, and, and she cuts him off and just says, knock-knock. He was taken back for an instant. The rest of the table grinned, hopefully, and then he smiled wide, almost as much as the kid in the blue jacket. Who's there? He said. Scold. Scold who? Scold outside. Just let me in. The boy snorted and shook his head. The table laughed and it sounded genuine to Allie. Hey, that's pretty good. Where did you hear that one? My dad used to tell me it every time it snowed growing up, she lied. And then it just like kind of goes into her lying about what college she goes to and she eventually gets invited to go to this party. She really wants to say no, but uh, Aiden is kind of egging her on in her head, saying, you have to go to this. You really have to go to this. And so she eventually agrees to go, and she heads home, and um, she she's talking to, to Aiden about it and telling her. that What I should have said is there's a voice in her head of Aiden. Aiden's not allowed to go to work, but it doesn't matter. Um, she's She starts, like confessing to him that that she doesn't really want to go to this party so he's like hey i'll go for you okay and then you can just kind of take a back seat while that happens and so she's like fine that's fine they go to this party everything's loud and chaotic and then joshua who's the blue-haired kid who kind of came up and saved her and invited her to the party in the first place uh comes over to her and they start talking and things kind of get really deep it turns out that um, Joshua and and one of his friends that we meet, Ruth, are are both trans as well, uh, not as well as 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 Allie, but they're both trans, and it's kind of this moment for Allie that she she really loosens up to the group because that's kind of where she's heading toward. Uh, speaking in hindsight, I don't know if that's something that like Allie would ever do. I don't know if she has enough. Um, like confidence in herself to make such a decision like that. I think she'd rather just ride things out the way that she is. Um, but regardless, she has a really good time and, and suddenly she gets hit by this like intense wave of emotion. She just starts crying and Joshua thinks that he said something to offend her, but she's just like frozen up in, in the same way that she was before and she just leaves the party and walks outside into this like freezing fucking cold night and Aiden's there 
uh, and they start kind of arguing with each other, and and then the story ends with uh, Aiden saying, "I care about you, Allie. You are me, and you hurt me." Allie choked back a tear. But if I can create someone who can care about me, maybe I can care about me too. Silence divided them, and the wall rose a foot. So, what are you saying? Aiden asked after a minute. I guess her cheeks were smudged with makeup, and Allie thought, another good thing gone. It means I don't need you anymore. Aiden looked at her for the first time, a tear running down his cheek. He looked hurt. Allie didn't know she could hurt her own imagination. She almost reached out to try and grab him, but just then he wiped his tears away. Then the hurt turned to anger. You will always need me. And then he walked down the street toward the pier. He left no footprints in the snow. There's beauty all around her in the night, with snow falling in massive puffs that almost muted the world. A tree shook off its coat of snow and floated down in massive fluffy clouds onto the street. Inside, the music was starting to settle down, and Allie could hear cheerful voices inside, laughter and yelling and screaming and joking, all emotions that Allie wasn't sure if she had ever truly felt. She knew she would recover, but that just made things worse. What's the point of pain if we just go back to work on Monday, she asked herself. She didn't want to know the answer. Her breath was a visible cloud rising to the sky as the snow fell down. Allie felt numb, but still she yawned, rubbed her eyes, and checked her phone. There were a few missed texts from Joshua. Like, did I hurt you? And I'm so sorry. I pushed you too much, and you weren't ready to talk about things. Again, I'm so sorry. She put her phone back into her pocket. It was two in the morning. She should really go home and get some sleep. She looked back at the house with Joshua in it, and then thought of her nice, warm, and quiet home. She took a deep breath and told herself the decision she was making was the right one, and that one day she would feel happy and sociable, and she wouldn't think about Aiden ever again. But she was just too good at lying. I don't know if that's like a cliche ending. Saying it out loud for the first time, I was like, fuck, that's really cliche. But I'm, I'm just happy that I got to sit down and, and write this, uh, this story of mine. Uh, it, it came together pretty quickly for me and, uh, it was a really fun challenge. I don't have a ton to say other than, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this very strange episode of the show. You can follow us on Twitter at KN Nerds. You can follow us on Facebook at Know Nothing Nerds at Facebook.com or searching Know Nothing Nerds in the Facebook search bar. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at uh, I think we're Know Nothing Nerds on Instagram. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Uh, Twitch is our social media manager, so just ask him. Ask him where the where the where the Instagram is. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will be back with a rant next week. Um, very excited for you to listen to that. We've already recorded it, and I uh, had a lot of fun doing that one. And I've had a lot of fun doing this one. So uh, my challenge for you all, I think, is if there's a creative endeavor that you've been holding off on because you're you're worried that it's not going to be as good as you want it to be, uh, give yourself an unrealistic expectation and work on something similar to what you wanted to do, but not exactly. 
that's exactly what I did. And I was so happy with this outcome because I had low expectations for this and it wound up being exactly what I needed to do. So go out, create something. And, um, I love you guys and we'll see you later. Bye-bye.